episode of the New Craft House podcast is sponsored by Faf. We use Faf sewing machines in all of our sewing and in all of our workshops, and they really are the best of the best. With everything from beginner machines like the Smarter Range to the Ambition machines that we use in classes to the top of the range creative icon, Faf have something for every sewist. Welcome to episode 10 of the New Craft House podcast. It's just me and Rosie here today. Hello. And we're going to be answering all of your questions that you have sent in. Mm -hmm. It's also the last episode of the whole season, so thank you for listening this far. (laughs) Yeah, and if you haven't, then go back and listen to the rest of the season. There's some really good episodes with some really interesting guests. So what have you been up to this week, Rosie? How are you? So it's Thursday today and I've spent the past three days in the studio working and at the weekend I did something exciting. What was it? <laughs> I'm talking to Ellie about this. Uh, I know what I can't even remember. Um, I haven't done any sewing but I have been doing some knitting. I've been finishing off my um, goodnight day cardigan. I've like nearly finished the last arm. Um, and That's impressive. That's fast about a month I think hmm. yeah it's weird because when it's something so chunky you think it's going to be quicker than it is but actually it's still a lot of knits but it'll be finished hopefully in a week or so and then yeah I'll get started knitting some more baby things but other than that just normal stuff really what have you been doing been in work oh Monday I did a big cruise up river I'm coming out of the water on Monday so I needed to get like I think we cruised 27 kilometres and it took 11 hours. But it was like the perfect weather for it, like 23 degrees, lovely. Um, And it's nice to be out of London. It's really quiet and peaceful. Um, Yes, that was my Monday and then I've been in work and we've been working on our marketing course. Yes. (laughs) Which we're learning a lot. (laughs) and getting stuff ready for launching classes again on Monday, which is really exciting. Have you been making anything? No. What are you knitting at the moment? So anything? I've quit knitting okay. for a while. <laughs> well, I, I have... So I knitted a dishcloth last, but that's... I made it too thick and it actually takes like 12 hours to dry out, so it's basically unusable. So that was quite sad. And I've got so many projects that are half finished. I knitted a baby romper. Oh, yeah. For a friend's baby. That's actually the best baby pattern. If anyone's looking for a good one, it's by Petite Knit. And it's called Little Brother's Romper. It's so cute and actually really easy and quick to knit up. Yeah, it was quite quick. Mm. Um, yeah, I need to get back on knitting. I should just get something out. So I think it's just in summer when I do. And also I've been doing quite a lot of boat work at the moment. So it just feels like if I've got a spare time, I should be doing boat jobs. Or not, or like avoiding them, <laughs> not knitting. <laughs> <laughs> so that has been my week. But I do have some sewing plans. I want to make... I want to make some more loungewear, but I don't know if that's a bit mad actually. Because the lounging is going to stop. <laughs> no, no, no. That will never stop. But I, I want to make some swimwear, actually. But we had loads of swimwear come in stock and then it all went so quickly. Yeah, there's just a few remnants, but 
um, remnant bits left. Yeah, and I'd like to make some bras. I think really I should make bras next. Yeah, and move on to that. How about you? Will you get any... Oh, face masks. I need to make more face masks because now that I've been occasionally getting on the train to get into work, mm. that face mask is so hot. <laughs> <laughs> I can't breathe in it. It's on for like 40 minutes. I thought I was going to die. And you'd said that you yeah. like found it too hot. Yeah, it was unbearable. <laughs> but it was so tight. Yeah, I found myself like... Hold, trying to breathe out the edge just yeah. to get a little bit of air. Um, so I think I'm going to do some of the ones that Marie over at Stitch Odyssey has been sharing them and Marilla shared them. They're like a, what did you say they're called? Well, they sort of look like paper boats, kind of. And they open a bit. Yeah, I think they just call them 3D masks. So I'm going to try one of them. Yeah. Try and make a few. Um, and I've, I don't think I have enough either yet. I've got about four, but I think I need about ten at least. So maybe that'll be my next home project on the weekend. Yesterday we asked on Instagram stories for some questions for us to answer for our last episode of the podcast season. And we've got lots. We've got loads. So we'll try and get through. We'll do all of them. Yeah, we'll why not? Because you can... <laughs> Turn Tune out when you feel <laughs> <need>. <laughs> They're in no particular order. Completely random mix of some more personal, some business related. Mm-hmm. Should we do one at a time to each other? Yeah. Okay. But we both should we both answer them both? Yeah. Or they unless it's about babies and then just Rosie can or the dog. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Tell me more about Twix. She's gorgeous. Does she help in the shop? Nope, she doesn't even move out of her bed. Anyone who's come to a workshop, she does like a round of the room after lunch to see if anyone's got any scraps hanging around, food scraps. And then she goes back to her bed and she does not move until we leave. Um, She has a rescue. I think she's a whippet and a greyhound mix. And she had her at seven weeks, so she came to work right away. How many years ago was that? Three and a half years. She's three and a half now. Oh, yeah. Um, and she used to live in a Tilly in the Buttons bag. She used to get carried around in that before she'd go on the floor. But she's a lovely dog, but she just sleeps all day inside and then she's, sort, she's a bit of a beast in the park. And she's not very well behaved a lot of the time. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So, did you see yourselves live, do you see yourselves living on houseboats for life? I mean, no, (laughs) definitely not. The thought actually kind of depresses me, to be honest. (laughs) Yeah, no, we'd like to get houses one day, I think. We're trying to put our work in to a position where we could get mortgages. Yeah, and we are like sort of nearly there, but you know. The boat is still probably nicer than most places we can afford in Mm. London, at least. Um, and the boat, it is really lovely living on a boat, but you know, as like, you're going to have kids and stuff, it just does, will get a bit more difficult. But I think we've got another question about that later, so we'll come back to that. <laughs> um, okay, do your personal tips for sewing jersey? Mm, use a walking foot. if you do. So make sure you've got the right needle first up. Um, a stretch needle or ballpoint. Give both a go. See which one you prefer and which one you're getting a nicer stitch with. Um, what else? Yeah, and use a walking foot. 
Or if you've got a faff, then you'll have the IDT system. So definitely engage that. I leave mine on pretty much all the time. Yeah, all the time. And Pat, that on horse. And then don't be scared of sewing jersey because it is an essential part of most people's wardrobes, probably what you wear a lot. It's not difficult to sew. It's yeah. actually quite easy. The fit is a lot easier in a lot of ways. Mm. And the patterns are often like quite actually simple. Yeah, so it's stuff you can sew up quickly and bulk sew. So just give it a go. And Tilly in the button stretch book's got loads of tips if yeah, you're looking for more. Okay, what are your favourite big four pattern lines and five and your top five indie sewing pattern companies? Okay, so our, well, my favourite big four is probably Simplicity. I think it's the only one I can actually remember having sewn anything from. Me recently. too. I, it's the only one I've ever sewn anything from, I think. I've done a few like baby birder things. Oh, I've made a birder dress actually once, but simplicity. Yeah, because we use the Madeline simplicity bra patterns. Um, it's nice that they work with some indie designers as well. Yeah. Um, and our top five indie ones. Mm. <laughs> okay, by Han London. Yeah, definitely. Named. Named, I love named. Like every, yeah. anything I make from named is like turns out so much nicer than I think it will. If you haven't tried to tried a named pattern, sometimes when you look at them, you it looks like this won't be something I'll wear. Yeah. But then actually that feature is the thing that then makes the garment really nice and yeah. a bit more special. Like more interesting. And the pat the instructions are really good and the patterns are really good. Um paper cut for me. Yeah, paper cut is sort of similar to named actually. They have like nice features. True bias. I don't know if I... Oh, I've made the Ogden Cami. That's you it. made Dawn jeans? No, I haven't. I have made some. Okay. <laughs> and then I got Are you pregnant? <laughs> oh, no, I love true bias. Mm. I think that's quite my aesthetic. And... Recently really liked Common Stitch as well. Yeah, cute patterns. Let's add a few more. Yeah, just keep <laughs> Closet case patterns, obviously. We love yeah. those patterns. Yeah, if you want something a little bit more involved, then definitely Heather's closet core patterns. Oh yeah, change the name. And tilling the buttons is like what I always recommend if you're starting out. Yeah. It's the instructions so good. That's probably that's they're probably, probably our top yeah. bunch, yeah. What's it like running a business with a good friend? It's really nice. Much nicer than I imagine running one with a, ba- a bad friend. <laughs> it's nice. It was at the start of the business, I'd say it led to a lot of not actual working. Yeah. Because you have someone to skive with. So stuff, the business probably grew a lot slower because there was no, at the start. No we like, accountability. Like yeah. no one that you're like scared of. And we both were equal... We were both equally invested in skiving at, at the time. Our work similar. Yeah. yeah. So we both wanted to do the fun stuff. Um, but now it's just really nice because you come in and your mate's there. And yeah, it's good. It's good. Bold line of Astas. What is your death row meal? I think we've got the same actually. Yeah, I love pies. <laughs> Pie and 
And Rosie said chips, but I said mash. But we actually decided then we would like a bit of both. Yeah, because like, if I'm going to die, they'll probably give me both. And I'd like peas. I yeah, I'd peas. like peas. And I don't eat peas enough. And mayonnaise. That's weird. No, mayonnaise Mayo is so good. Mayo and Yeah, oh my God, so good. Mayo and gravy is actually really good. Oh, oh, oh. No, I'd like gravy. And my pie would be a creamy mushroom pie. Might be like either creamy chicken and mushroom or like chicken, leek and bacon. Mm. Yeah. That or my mum's kidney bean lasagna because it's just like so familiar and delicious. <laughs> Did she have to be the one to make it? Because that's quite dark. Yeah, 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 definitely. <laughs> uh, why why do you have to end the season? I love the podcast and I will miss it. Um, oh, sorry. We just figured that like we should have a bit of a break so then we can think about, you know, getting other guests and like sorting it all out again. And we thought if we didn't have different seasons then we'd be doing one every week and with Rosie going off we're gonna have to have a break at some point yeah but we're gonna come back bigger and better (laughs) (laughs) so we sent to say Harriet says how are you both just so amazing thanks Harriet (laughs) (laughs) um someone the bee lady has asked beginning boat life tips where do you buy one? So the website where they're all listed is apolloduck.com. You can find them all on there. Um, sometimes people put them on eBay as well, but Apollo Duck is like the main place. Um, that's sort of it really. If you like <laughs> go on there and just keep looking at boats, you'll sort of get your eye in and see what you want and the sort of general prices and stuff. There's a lot to learn, so it's a bit... Yeah, I'd speak to someone who owns a boat. Who's lived on one for a couple of years. Yeah, and if you can go on, like, on a trip with them. Yeah. And then, yeah, definitely. So you can just see what it's like. Because it is quite a lot of work. And have a think about whether you definitely want to live on a boat. Because you can't, you wouldn't move. It's going to be hard, so you're going to be on for like a couple of months before you even really settle into it. And it is a very big lifestyle change. But it is really. (laughs) Oh yeah, that's true. (laughs) Oh, actually, when I went, I went away on a yurt recently, and I was talking to someone by the campfire, and they said it was so windy last night. You're just not used to being that close to the elements, are you? And I was like, Well, actually, I am. (laughs) And I live on a boat, and she just stared at me and like a, what? Like what? Like how could you sleep? Basically, she said she hadn't slept in two nights. (laughs) I slept perfectly. It's not quite like being in a tent, but it is like halfway to being in a tent. Yeah. You're much closer to the elements. Yeah, you definitely and notice the weather more. Yeah. But that's a nice part of it. Hmm. Like in summer, you just spend all your time outside. Yeah. But yeah, Apollo Duck is the place to have a look. asked will you be lining up slash interviewing sewing business proprietors like lisa comfort yes we will so we've had some on if you haven't listened to all of this season then i'd definitely go back and listen to the episodes with guests um really interesting interviews and we are going to have lots more coming up so expect to see more in season two and if you there's 
someone specific you'd like, then do drop us a message and we'll try and get them on. Or if you want more of the business content, then let us know and we'll do more of that as well. Yeah. Lisa Comfort's been specifically mentioned, so <laughs> she will be getting a message. <laughs> <laughs> do you have to have an accountant to start a business? No. Definitely not. Definitely not. Definitely not at the start. I mean, when did we first get an accountant? A year in-ish? A year in. And I'd definitely, like, go by word of mouth when you're getting an yeah, accountant. Yeah, get a recommendation, for sure. We have n- now have the most lovely accountant. So I'll <laughs> recommend her to everyone. <laughs> um, but definitely, like, now we I... We, I do the finances bit of the business and I would be completely unable to do it myself. Yeah. Unwilling and <laughs> unable. <laughs> unqualified. Unqualified. Seriously unqualified. So if that's the case, unless you... I don't even do our bookkeeping now because when I was meant to do it, I essentially didn't. <laughs> so if you love those things and you know you're going to enjoy, enjoy those jobs, then you probably could do a big portion of it yourselves. Yeah, we but do this... know business owners who do do it themselves, don't we? Yeah, and I, I think that's mad because your time could be spent better somewhere else. It does take up a lot of your time, yeah. And you make mistakes and you don't know the... Like, you'd spend so long learning. There's so many places where you could go wrong and going wrong is actually committing a crime. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I would get an accountant, not at the start, but... But within probably the first year, maybe. Yeah. If it's, like, growing, going well. And also, when you are when you first start out, they're not expensive. Um, and if you don't have a rent, then it probably could be, like, one of your main expenses for the business. And then as your business grows, the price kind of increases yeah. slightly as you need further services. And some of them can actually help you, like, business growth-wise. Like, they'll give you advice and stuff yeah. and um, analyse things for you. And just present your accounts to you in a way that you understand them, mm. um, which our new accountant has been doing and it's really helpful. Yeah. A worthwhile investment. <laughs> Can you recommend very beginner-friendly sewing patterns? So basically what we said before, Tilly and yeah. the Buttons are great for beginners. Can't think of anyone that is like more beginner than that. Quite a lot of people I've spoken to are actually buy, have bought her first book and then gone through it start oh, to finish. Yeah, that's a good idea. Which is like a learned sew book and they've done every single project. And because each, each project is designed to teach you a new skill, by the end, you would have learned loads of stuff. Yeah. And she's got good like tutorials and stuff, video ones, I believe. Yeah. Online classes. You need extra help. Do you ever lose sewing motivation? Oh, yeah. Yes. <laughs> it's weird. Like, sometimes you just go for weeks and you think, oh, I just haven't felt like sewing anything. I haven't sewn anything. Yeah. Um, and then you need a project that will, like, reignite that spark. Yeah. Sometimes I feel like I don't want to sew because I'm knitting clothes. Or I don't want to sew because I've tried a few things and they've gone badly. And then I just can't be bothered with having another, like, disappointing project. Yeah, and then other times I just don't think about it if you're busy for a while. Yeah, and sometimes I feel like I've kind of got everything I want slash need. Yeah. I'm just making something for the sake of it. And then I see something like, oh, actually, I don't have a dressing gown or whatever. Yeah. Um, when did I you think... last lose sewing motivation? 
You were saying at the start of lockdown that you were not. So. Oh, yeah. I went to my boyfriend's for most of lockdown and I took so much stuff with me. <laughs> you took it over lockdown. <laughs> I took it over lockdown. I dipped my sewing machine, my passport, which to be fair is small. And then I took two huge bags of fabric and patterns. And like, I went a bit panicky because I was like, well, I need these scissors, these snips, this. And I was chucking everything in this, in this bag. And then I think he was a bit startled when he saw it all. (laughs) And I've, I've taken it all away now, but I, I didn't sew anything really. I sewed like two, two items when I thought I was going to be churning stuff out. And I found it really hard to motivate. Um, So I think that's the last time. And actually, I haven't sewn anything for, like, two weeks now. Yeah, I haven't sewn anything in, actually, quite a while. Two, three weeks, yeah. But I haven't really thought about it. Mm. It's harder as well when you're pregnant because you think, what's the point, kind of? It's either going to look weird when I'm not pregnant or won't fit me when I am. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> how big is your fabric stash? That's from Mel, Stitch Make Bake. Um, yeah. I mean... Our fabric, fabric shop? <laughs> no, no. Our fabric stash is in the cupboard. We have a cupboard where yeah. if something comes in and there's not much of it and we love it, it gets shoved in the cupboard until six months later we decide we don't want it and it gets put back out. Mm. But then in there we do have like the blue Ikea bags. Which have been around for years. Yeah, I feel at, when we do our next fabric swap event... You're going to put some out. I'm going to put some more out. I put quite a lot out at the last one. Then I saw it sewn up on Instagram and I hated that because <laughs> I wanted it back. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's I've, about I've the got size two. Of an Ikea. Oh yeah, you've I've got, got two. two. I've got but one. one is furnishing fabrics mostly, and I think you've got furnishing fabrics at home. I do have a bit at home, yeah. Yeah, when we used to go to the house apparently sample sales, <laughs> buying loads of fabric. Um, yeah, so it's two of those bags, maybe a little bit beyond that. I would like to get rid of quite a lot of it because. Now that we have fabric coming in off new stuff appearing in the shop, that's the stuff that I want to sew with. Yeah, not really the stuff exciting. I've seen. Yeah, for so long. Yeah. Unless it's special, like we've got some Liberty and nice things. What's it? Not that big. Yeah, not that big compared to what I've heard of others. <laughs> um, what are your favourite patterns and sewing tricks? And life on the boat. I think that's a separate question. Yeah, it's separate. It goes into <laughs> next. So what are your favourite patterns and sewing tricks? Mm. Specific patterns. Um, I really like the Pippet Loungewear set at the moment by Common Stitch. Yes, yeah, so cute. If you haven't sewn one of them, you should sew one because it's really quick. It doesn't the use much fabric. The finish is really nice, actually, like the way they tell you to make it. Yeah, except from the cuff, I would do the cuff differently. I just didn't do a cuff. Yeah. Hem the sleeve, lengthen the sleeve and hem it, otherwise you see the inside. Yeah, really. Mm. Um seam but they're really quick the way the shorts are done is so quick they're really comfy yeah because the the shorts are really wide so like you haven't you just put them on and you're like no i look great (laughs) they're like really little wide um around your thighs they look nice on everyone that i've seen yeah and you can make them with just really nice fabrics i want to make a little linen set i think yeah they're really comfy make my i think mine are my favorite patterns are probably dawn jeans yeah wear them loads and Harriet bra so I wear that every day and the by hand London floor address oh yeah that's like my go-to occasion yeah and you can alter it so it can become like a casual dress without the darts patterns that you can like keep wearing 
keep re keep sewing, changing a little bit, so you don't have to keep buying new patterns. Mm. What is life like on the boat? Pretty chilled out. <laughs> or maybe not on yours. <laughs> not on my... <laughs> I mean, there were good parts and bad parts living on the boat, which is probably the same with anywhere. Summer on the boat is really nice and, like, relaxing. Mm. And there's less boat jobs because you don't have to think about the fire. And it's not, like, dark when you get home and stuff, so it's just all a bit easier. Um, but, I mean, we move every two weeks, although not at the moment. Well, we weren't in lockdown. It's quite a lot. It's, it is a, a bit of work. Like this week I moved upriver for summer and that was a, an 11-hour cruise, um, which was really nice and pleasant. But it's like a full day of your life is just moving your home like a snail. Yeah. It's actually someone we know is buying a boat and she asked me the other day, like, how much time a week do you think you use up on, like, boat jobs? I mean, like, me personally, not that many <laughs> does it. But, like, per household, I thought about it. And it probably is half a day a week. Oh, it's like six hours, yeah. I think, yeah. And that's when nothing goes wrong. Yeah. I've never owned a house, so I imagine stuff goes wrong when you own a house. When you're renting, it's not your responsibility. But there's just little jobs you have to just keep doing. And then when you fix that one, another one appears. But it is a really nice way to live. It's slower. My brother's, when he's, like, he always says, I don't know what you do in the evening on the boat, but... I don't just, understand like, why that's any different. He just bangs on about it all the time. And he says whenever he's stayed on there to look after Twigs that he gets to, like, 8 o'clock and he's like, right, I might as well just go to bed. Even though he can watch TV, yeah. cook. Do um, but then I think that actually makes you more relaxed when you go to bed at, like, 10. <laughs> Bed at ten is very normal. <laughs> <laughs> when and how did you decide um, to become full time with the business? So we did talk about this a little bit in the first episode, but essentially it was five years ago. Five was it? years. Twenty fifteen. Mm. Yeah. So you found that picture of our first day at work, and it's just like a picture <laughs> of me sat at a big desk looking lost. and that was five years ago in September yeah and we decided to because well it was sort of a natural progression Hannah had finished her masters and we'd won well like was it like that April or May or something we'd won um like a business loan from UCL so that money enabled us to go full-time yeah so it's yeah just after I graduated yeah um and why? I guess just because <laughs> we had the opportunity, like we had the opportunity to make the jump to going full time with that loan, and so we like then or never. Bonus. And also, we didn't want to get jobs. Like my masters had finished, and I had an admin job at UCL as well, but I didn't want to stay doing that. And then it was sort of like, well, if you don't know what you want to be doing, then you might as well be doing the the business. Neither of us wanted to work for other people. Yeah. And at that point in our lives, we didn't really have much to lose. It's not like we'd worked for years in a career or yeah. had a mortgage or anything. So sort of made sense, really. We didn't have many responsibilities other than our own rent. Yeah. And actually, I moved onto the boat before then, so... <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay, how do you keep your friendship healthy but also work together? Mm, not something that we actively work on. 
Are you a therapist? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) What, the person asking the question? Leaves and Daisy. Um, I guess you make sure that you're doing stuff outside of work, which we haven't really done through lockdown. No. Because I haven't really done anything with anyone. I've seen one friend once. (laughs) That's quite depressing, but yeah. But yeah, make sure you and try and keep it separate. But that is quite hard, I think. Yeah, definitely. If you're spending all day together online while working on the business. Yeah. Then it's sort of natural that when whenever you see them, you're thinking about that a bit. But yeah. But I don't think that's a bad thing. No. Yeah. Do you know what I saw actually recently? Um, what's that woman who does a really good podcast? The therapist. Esther. Esther Perel. Yeah, she's got a new one, which is about, like, working, people working together. Oh, have a listen. Listen to that and get some tips. (laughs) (laughs) Which country tends to produce your favourite fabrics? I really like the Italian linens and things that we get in. Mm, I'd say Italy. Silks we get from Italy. Mm. Italy and Japan are, like, the two. Yeah, like the Japanese denims and jerseys and stuff we get are always amazing. Yeah. Um, and they, you just know it's going to be of a better quality. And also that the people who have been making it are going to be paid a fairer wage. Yeah. How do you choose the fabrics that you sell? There's always so many gorgeous ones. Well, when we visit a designer, then we tend to just buy everything that they have. Yeah. So it's not us picking it out necessarily, it's just... The whole like model for how we wanted to sell fabric was that there's no waste. So part of that was us agreeing that we would take all of it. Mm. And generally, I mean, they always have really nice stuff, so it's not actually been a problem. No, it's not because then they sell lovely clothes. Yeah, and good quality fabrics. So we just get all of that, and that's why also we end up with some like sample and remnant pieces from them because we take even sort of their cutoffs, I suppose. Or even, like, big boxes of trims and random stuff. Yeah. Anything that they don't have a use for. We do. (laughs) (laughs) We think the sewing community do. (laughs) You probably all know that we are huge fans of faff machines. We use them in all of our workshops and when we're sewing at home on our boats. So what do we love most about them? They're super smooth to sew on with a sleek design and their iconic IDT system, essentially a built-in walking foot, makes handling all types of fabric a dream. We honestly couldn't sew what we do without them. Get in touch with us if you fancy a machine upgrade or if you'd like to know more about any of the models. Rosie, what is your favourite make so far? Sewing and then knitting. Let's start with sewing. Sewing. Uh, Actually, the coat I made last, like November or something, I really like because I wore it all through winter and it just, it was just really nice to wear. Made it in one of our like double-faced, I think it's Italian wools. Mm. Really nice, like with a check. Um, and I used the... Republic to <laughs> Chiffon. Republic to Chiffon Leonard coat, um, which is just like a really nice, simple, quite long coat style with big pockets. That's probably my favourite sewing make. And my favourite knitting project... I've got two, actually. They're both by Alice Hammer. Um, one is her Sophie B cardigan that I did, like, pink in pink. And it's all in moss stitch, which is really nice to wear. And her Barry jumper, which I just did in grey. And it's got, like, cables down the arms. And that's really easy to wear with, like, most things. So that gets worn a lot. But mm-hmm. It really needs washing. 
So I haven't worn it in a while. But also it's summer. True. But I need to get around to doing some hand washing. What are yours? My favourite thing I've ever sewn. Mm, don't really know. Because I have the things that I wear loads, but they're not necessarily my favourite. Um, I don't know. Can you think of anything I've sewn that's like... Mm, maybe your dawn jeans? Nah. I feel maybe I actually should try and make something that can be that. <laughs> <laughs> I'd like to make... What about actually, the dress you made the, the other dre- day? The dress I made the other day. That was the last thing I sewed. There's a picture on our Instagram and it was a... Um, an indigo hack, kind of. I had, like, three tiers. All through lockdown, I've been loving everything that Samantha from Purple Sewing Cloud has been making. So if you don't follow her, then definitely go and have a look on Instagram. She's just been, like, making really nice stuff through lockdown. Mm. Like, everything she's made has been really nice. And she was making some tiered indigo dresses. And then that kind of inspired me. And also, I wanted to try sewing something in a print. And I'm going to try wear it on, like, a normal work day and see how I feel. That's not all that wild thing to wear No, for work. exactly. I know it's not, but in my head it is, like, a bit fancy. But the first day I wore it, I sat on a stone wall and I pulled, I put little pulls mm. in the side of it. I was really upset. Um, but that was my fault because it's a delicate fabric. But that, yeah, that felt really special. And if you haven't made an indigo... I'd give it a go because I really, really like the fit of it. It's really easy to hack. Yeah, there's so many patterns actually that I see now, and I'm like, you could, you don't need to buy that pattern. You could add that ruffle into the indigo. Yeah. Um, it's like a really good basic pattern. So that and then knitting is also an Alice Hammer jumper, but I can't remember what it's called. My one, the, the stripe Par- Parisian. Oh yeah, the Parisian. And I just love it. Her patterns are really nice. The fit's like perfectly loose, but still not a bit oversized. Yeah, really nice. Definitely go and look at her patterns if you haven't heard of her before. She's our favourite. Um, next question is, how did you find out where to source your fabrics when you first started? Kind of by chance. Yeah, it was chance. Well, we've like been talking about selling fabric for a while and then... I was chatting about it, and I, but we knew we wanted to do it in a sustainable, as sustainable as possible way. And we were thinking about just sourcing, being really particular about where we source fabric from, all the fibres that we stocked. And then I was walking twigs with um, a friend that I knew in the, or someone who has a whippet, and I used to bump into him often. And I mentioned, we were talking about our work, and I mentioned that we were like looking to start adding fabric to it. And he was like, well, I work at, this designer and we've got loads so why don't you come and look at it and then like two weeks later we bought like <laughs> we had two and a half thousand meters from them yeah. and then that was kind of the start yeah and it was actually the perfect way for us to source fabric yeah it was fitted a very in with... happy accident yeah yeah and then we actually well we had quite a few designers come to us i'd say most people have contacted us first but we do also reach out and try and get in touch with designers What's your favourite part of the business? For me, it's definitely the fabric side of the business. And in particular, like when we get new fabrics in, unwrapping them and like seeing what we've got is always so exciting. And now we know what people are going to like more. So it's really exciting when you yeah. when you see something that you know you, you the, our customers will love. 
Yeah, and you you can put it on Instagram and be like, it's so exciting that everyone's going to see that and love it. It's just nice. Yeah, I think I like the fabric side. And I like the event. I do, I'm really missed during lockdown um, seeing everyone. Yeah, doing parties. Parties are so really much fun. fun. Parties. If you, yeah, the parties are like one of my favourite things because you get to see so many people in one night. Everyone has such a good time. I love that loads of people come on their own and make friends there. I love the karaoke party. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, our last one was karaoke and that is making a comeback. <laughs> we like running workshops as well. Like, really love it. Especially like when you're doing sort of beginner workshops because then you're meeting new people who are just getting interested in sewing and that's really like exciting to see. And we're actually restarting our workshops, we decided yesterday. Um, so they'll be starting to run again from September. So keep an eye on our website. So Ricky's Adventures <laughs> says, how do dogs slash kids deal with living on a boat? Firstly, and then she's got another question. Um, so how does Twigs deal with it? Oh, Twigs has never lived anywhere else, so. Apart from a few short weeks. Oh yeah, lot except from lockdown. Yeah. Um... So yeah, she loves it. She likes growling at big dogs as they come by if she's on the back. She loves, she actually weirdly loves kayaking. It's her new thing. I put her in this inflatable kayak and kayak her around and I thought she'd hate it, but she loves it. She hangs with her nose in the water and then she like drinks the river <laughs> as we go along and she gets to lie on her sheepskin in there. But yeah, she loves the boat. She doesn't like locks that much still, which That's is scary. weird because I think if you're inside... They are just loud. She's actually she's much better now in them. She doesn't like getting on and off as well, right? I, I really discouraged her like stepping over on and off because I didn't want her to escape. And I think it's actually a good thing. Now I have to like carry her over if it's just even a foot gap, which is so ridiculous because this I've seen this dog jump like over a five foot hedge. <laughs> but I think it's a good thing because it means she doesn't do runners. And kids-wise, so my son's only one and a half and he has spent his whole life on the boat. So, I mean, he knows absolutely no different. He was actually born on the boat as well. So he is a boat baby. Um, but I think it's more like the adults need to be a bit aware of it. So like we have to put in guards for the fire and be extra aware that he's not going to run outside and jump in. Because he would literally just jump in at the moment. <laughs> but other than that, I don't think... It's any different, really. Um, and she also says, what fabric is best to line jacquard? It depends how fancy you want the garment to be. Yeah, I line. I would line a jacquard in a silk capotai. Yeah, that's the, my favourite thing for lining. If you're sewing with a fancy fabric, then I don't know why you'd line in anything other than that, really. Other than cost, obviously. Mm. Um... But even if you just need to line the bodice or something, or yeah, I would go for silk habitat. What is your current favourite pattern or the next thing you'd like to sew? So we already talked about our favourite patterns, so what's the next thing you'd like to sew? You turn the question around. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, I'd like to sew, I actually think I should sew some more Harriet bras. Some more bras. In general, it been a I while? might try a couple of patterns. Yeah, I realised the other day, I was like, it's actually, I mean, I've got so many from teaching classes, but the ones that I find the comfiest, um, I like non-stretch lace ones. And yeah, I mean, I don't think it would hurt to have a few more in rotation. 
<laughs> Maybe them. <laughs> what about you? Um, I've really got like the urge to sew a snuggly dressing gown. I've been thinking like linen, but then quilting it. No. Ready for winter. Really? Not even with wadding, maybe, just like two layers. I guess that's sort of you like just, a You should do a double gauze one. Yeah. I think you should do a jersey one if you want it snuggly. A linen one is never like as snuggly as a jersey one. A jersey one might make me feel a bit sad. No, make it like a um, really nice... She's looking at our fabric rails. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. We'll see. But it'll probably be the boot cannon pattern although the fabric store have got a new dressing gown pattern that looks really nice as well but if you've got a dressing gown pattern yeah you might as well stick with it because oh, it's Ooh. essentially rectangle <laughs> <laughs> a boot cannon dressing gown pattern though who's that by gather gather yeah i really like it but i think it's a little bit short <laughs> yeah i'd do it longer lengthen it yeah and we've got loads of piping so actually it's perfect it's yeah, yeah. a dressing gown yeah Okay, will you still live on the boat when you have two kids? So that's for me. Um, I mean, get back to me in a few months because it's all sort of up in the air at the moment. We did think that we were going to be moving, well, that we would want to move to a flat. Um, and we were sort of in the process of buying a flat, but then it all got a bit like confusing. We're trying to get a mortgage and then selling the boat is actually quite difficult. So it's maybe like 50-50 that it will happen or not. Um, but I'm happy to live on the boat with two kids. It's just in a couple of years, it would probably be too small because the second bedroom is really small. So for two of them, it's small. <laughs> That's the only limiting factor, really, I think. But yeah, we'll see. When do you hope to be able to do classes again? Well, as we said, we've put them back in from the beginning of September. Yeah. So I think we've got three bra dates, three, four bodice masterclasses with Elisa Lex three learn to sew like the intro to dressmaking class yeah and one jeans class adorned jeans class sadly we decided to cancel social sewing weekends until 2021 because we thought it's not very social to be like <laughs> disinfecting people as they move around the room yeah it might not be like the nicest vibe for that and we normally go to the pub and stuff and that would be a bit tricky yeah and the whole th- it's nice because it's like there's quite this eight of us and it's really like buzzy and everyone's really chatty and then yeah so they're not starting but everything else will be with smaller class sizes loads of other measures we've put in place to make them safe um which you can read on our website yeah yeah they'll all be on sale on monday which is when this episode's coming out so mm. you can go have a look now yeah and in some ways it's going to be better because the class size is smaller. So yeah, it might yeah. be a good time to book a bodice fitting class. So as a newbie, how do I learn different fabric types? It's so hard reading descriptions and videos. I think that is really hard it is when you hard. start out. Yeah. It's like a whole new language. Um, I mean, at the moment, it's probably difficult to go in shops and touch stuff. Do you know what I've a few people did do? And we used to have one. It was one of those swatch books. Mm. 
Where and it was from one of the places where you can order printed fabric. Do you remember which uh, one? Oh yeah, I can't remember which one, but yeah, one of the companies that do like custom printed fabric. You can go on there and you can buy a swatch book, and it then it arrives and it's like so many types of fabric in all the different weights, and everyone's labelled. Yeah, that's really helpful actually. I think it's I can't remember how much they are, but they're not much, and then you can just see exactly what that fabric feels like. Mm-hmm. Um, so that might be a good place to start. And a lot of shops will send swatches as well if you're interested in something for a particular project, but want to check it first. Yeah, but it is just, it does just take a long time to learn. Yeah. Sorry, that's not a very good answer. But get the swatch back. <laughs> you can always message shops as well if you'd just like some more information. Like if people message us, we send them a video of it moving, um, which. Is like more helpful than just a picture. What is a workshop you'd love to take? You know what? It's an actual fantasy workshop, but I'd love to take a workshop all about fabric types <laughs> and like different weaves and stuff. Like a fabric masterclass. Like the Fiona one? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm thinking more like a long term course, like a semi. A year-long degree in fabric. That'd be great. Well, mine is I would love to make like a shoemaking class with Amanda from I Can Make Shoes. Because she's only around the corner and we have her book. And during lockdown, there was a moment when I've just I like spent like two days looking at stuff and writing little supply lists, and then I decided that I couldn't really do it on my own. So I didn't do it. But I was a bit obsessed with it for a while. And I'd like to do a shoemaking class. The shoe she makes looks so good. Yeah. And I think doing a course, because it, it seemed a bit scary to try it on my own. So I thought that'd be a really nice class to start with. Oh, and I also want to take a course, and I think I might do this this year, to make a stool. Like the one we did? Like the one we made um, a footstool. No, but I want to make like a little wooden stool, you know, where they have the holes and then you peg the leg through and then smooth it all off and it's like mm. really neat. I'd like to do that. And what workshop would you like to offer, but one that we don't currently? These are from Claire Sews, by the way. Hey, Claire. <laughs> um, that we don't offer. Hmm. I'd like to do like a couture finishing yeah, I think that'd workshop. Be great. Yeah. Like hand sewing techniques, but really involved like a whole, like a week long or like a weekend. Yeah. It would be cool, actually, if you learn the techniques and you practice them and then you did a garment using them with, like, an amazing couture. Yeah, you could come for a few weeks. Yeah. That'd be great. <laughs> That'd be great. How did you take the business to the next level and did it take investment? It took a loan, definitely. Um, so we got £12,000 from UCL on loan. Um, and that enabled us to go full time, basically, and like invest a bit in getting some products made. And we were paying ourselves five hundred pounds. Five hundred a month. We basically—I don't think we would have survived if we hadn't been prepared to take such little salary for like the first up until realistically like a year ago. Yeah, a year ago it was like six hundred and fifty a month. Yeah. <laughs> well, no, it was last. So we paid ourselves six five hundred for like the first year, then six fifty a month, so like nothing, and then 
from last June, we start when you returned from maternity leave, we started paying ourselves a thousand a month. Mm. Um, and when you've been living off so little, that feels like really flush. <laughs> start getting our nails done. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then about in November, we started taking some dividends on top of that. Yes. Um, so it's been like, I'd say it was like four years of earning so little, so little that otherwise the business wouldn't have existed. Yeah. Wouldn't have been able to keep going if, we, if we'd wanted to take a full salary. So I think if you're, it, you have to be prepared to, to do, make that sacrifice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I think that could happen quicker than how we did it. Um, but yeah, it's only in like the last nine months that we're personally more financially comfortable. Yeah, we're on like a normal salary of four. Yeah. <laughs> and the last question that we've got is, would you consider online classes? Yeah, I'd yeah. like to do some online classes. But the, th- the problem that we have at the moment is that you obviously need your own patterns if you're going to teach a specific garment because you don't own someone else's pattern um so it would be quite a way down the line because we'd have to develop those first and test them probably for like a year in classes in person before we felt like we could teach an online course with them yeah unless it was sort of like a skills-based class something like that but yeah yeah it's something we have spoken about but never really given much thought thank you so much for listening to season one of the new craft house podcast we are very 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 grateful to all our listeners (laughs) and if you haven't listened to all of them there's 10 episodes now so you can go back and have a listen um, and when will we be back? I don't know. <laughs> I think it's going to be about a month break and then we'll be back. So it's not long. Um, and yeah, we're going to be back with loads of exciting guests and more sewing chat. Yeah. And yeah, if you want to be notified when the new season starts, then don't forget to subscribe um, and rate us as well on your podcast app because it helps other people find us. And a huge, huge thank you to Faf for sponsoring and thank you to Fred for editing. See you next season.